Hi, and welcome to We Can Fix It, another podcast about film. We take films we should have loved, point out how they fell short, and then we make new versions, ones we would have enjoyed so much more. It's everything you never asked for. So stick around and join us for Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Hey, everybody. We're going to do uh, Indiana Jones and the... We're here to fix Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. How did you feel about Indiana Jones when it came out? How old were you when it came out? And would you have watched it then? Wait, so are you going back? Because we're talking about a very particular Indiana Jones. Are yes, we, but we I want to... the originals? Yes, because I want to lead up to the reason why you would have even been looking forward to this Indiana Jones movie right, to begin right. with. Why would we be doing this? Why, well, first, why would you have even cared? The first Indiana Jones came out what year? Do you guys remember? I mean, I definitely remember, you know, lining up with my parents to see the second one. Raiders of the Lost Ark was out June 12th, 1981. 81, yeah. I was literally born six months previous to that. All of this I saw, clearly I saw in rerun. On yeah, TV. I don't. I didn't see it in the theaters. I yeah. didn't see it. the second one. I saw in the theaters okay. for sure. Yeah, Temple of Doom was nineteen eighty four. I would not have because I still would have been too young. But I, I'm. Uh, I don't even. Think I, I almost forgot that about that one. Yeah, that one. I think that's the is best the one. one. I think that's, that's that the really one that good one. I, that is yeah, the best one. That's the one I think I remember. Yeah, yeah. See, all of these those movies, the first three. I know the second one is is much more uh, campier, but it's still these are all great. Mm-hmm introductions into this world of indiana jones and adventure series adventure series not to interrupt but to interrupt um <laughs> it got progressively better i think because the first movie i think is the weakest movie and the second really? movie is the second best and the third really? movie is the best you like the second one better than the first one i think so yeah right Was the second one the monkey great brain bashing yeah yeah mm. and i do i did lo- love that one as well but i think yeah. for the wrong reasons i think as a kid <laughs> Yeah, well, I just like yeah, but that's true. I think it's part of it's the nostalgia of remembering when I was a kid and I watched it. I was like, whoa, the concepts in this are so weird. Like, guy gets his heart taken out of his chest, but he doesn't die. And, like closes yeah. up, and then he gets thrown into this pool of whatever it is. You know, there's short round, and he's like, you know, as a kid, you can kind of relate to that character, even though you're For like, sure, why yeah. isn't why didn't he die like a hundred times over in this movie? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, and why is he, why does Indiana Jones <laughs> taking this poor kid from the streets of Chinatown? Yeah. Does he have parents? Like, I guess he doesn't. These, no, right? he put him in these terrible situations. Yeah. But it was all like, you know, the gross out bugs. I remember that from the second movie. So those yeah. are all hitting on these like kid moments yeah. for me that, that you would love, the brain bashing, all of that stuff. And I like the intro too, because in the intro, I remember... So Indiana Jones meets his love interest in the movie, which is literally in the first the, scene. The, the singer. The yeah. singer. Yeah. And it involves a sequence that really has nothing to do with the rest of the movie because there's this, like, I guess, Chinese warlord guy or whatever, and he's trying to change, yep. uh, exchange a jade thing with some ashes of someone special in it. He gets the poison. And he gets the poison, and then there's that whole ruckus thing, and he has mm-hmm. to, like, you know, it's, it's mayhem in there, and he's got to get the poison before it kills him. And, and then... It gets worse, so he gets on the plane, but it ends up... See, movies like this make you really like the style of character of Indiana Jones because he was one part competent, one part incompetent. Mm-hmm. Because, like, he'd always narrowly get by by the skin of his teeth, but yeah. then he'd make... he Then he'd fuck up big time. You know, like, yeah. for example, they get on the plane that's literally owned by the warlord guy that they were 
yeah, he's yeah, fighting yeah. with, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, you know, when he walks away with a grin yeah. on his face because he knows that he's going to fuck them over, and that's exactly what happens. So the the pilots actually get out and they just like, you know, yeah, yeah. evacuate the plane, and then they're left. But how they save themselves is such a ridiculous way. They get in an inflatable <laughs> raft, and somehow they jump out of the plane. They jump out of the plane with that, and there's three of them at the time. Indiana's like pulling the rip cord on it or whatever to inflate it, and it just so happens to give them, I guess, enough enough resistance in yeah. the air or something yeah. that. It hits the side of the mountain, doesn't kill them. You know, yeah. but, but the thing is, when you're watching it as a kid, especially as a kid, it's totally believable. I bought it, yeah. yeah. I think even as an adult, because I watched that recently. I, I showed it to my kids not too long ago. And it was very silly, but I bought it. Yeah. I did buy it. Still appropriate for today's child? No, definitely not. <laughs> Actually, this is a good, I guess, juxtaposition to this new movie. Because ridiculous things do happen in the series. They sure right? do. Right. Like we're articulating now. Yeah, right? yeah. But... They didn't know when to stop. Yeah, it's like Looney Tunes cartoon. It is, that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, yeah. this is a Wile E. Coyote and Roadrunner type shit happening right now. So why did we look forward to seeing this movie? <laughs> As kids? When it came, when it was coming out. No, 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 no. Uh, when Crystal Skull. Is it just because it's like a Spielberg? Yeah, and because it's George Indiana Lucas Jones. Like, yeah, like all of those movies and all of that setting, there's so much nostalgia and the excitement of it. And I think you hit on it. Like these movies, like one... The, the setting is is fantastic in its adventure, and no one else was really doing these kinds of adventure movies as well as these Indiana Jones movies. But of a lot of it did come down to Harrison Ford and the fact that here was a character that kind of bumbled into things, but was also like competent and kind of and, and definitely cool and rugged. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he like he like bumbled, but he got yeah. beat up a lot and was very like human and charming in that sort of sense. So was there an excitement knowing that Harris Old or Harrison Ford <laughs> was going to be in this movie? Was there like, yeah, he's back? Or <laughs> I, I do feel that way, though. Like, I know these guys are like way over the hill, like Schwarzenegger. But when he's still he's still coming out or like Stallone, Stallone. Rocky Nine, I'm like, yeah, come on, man. Stallone still got it. <laughs> come on. And then I'm disappointed every time. Yeah. But I'm still like, yeah, man, come hope, on. Hope. See, I... Take the opposite. I take the opposite. Like I think some of them can pull off. I still think Stallone is pretty badass, so he can do it. You've seen the you've seen the latest ones, right? I haven't seen the latest. The Creeds, Rambo. Well, Rambo. (laughs) I saw. I saw. Yeah, I saw the. That's for another discussion, guys. We okay. Let's talk about. Um, Yeah. So I was gonna say they said the movie Wikipedia. The movie was in development hell since the 1989 release because. Spielberg and Ford did not agree over Lucas's choice of the skull as the center plot device. Well, there you go. Well, so who was on what already. side? Is it I, I know who's on what side. You well, don't have Lucas, to tell me. <laughs> Lucas loved Lucas this. Lucas loved the skull. See, I knew it. But it God. was... I knew it. And I bet he <laughs> wanted to George. shape it like the E.T. skull. I bet he wanted to shape it like oh, E.T.'s head. Yeah. And then Spielberg oh. as, a, as a big F you to Spielberg. Well, we might as well jump into the whole premise of the film then i guess what with the let's start right at the beginning so that opening so you see a few what's the animals that the uh, groundhogs the little grant they're not oh prairie the dogs, CG prairie dogs. dogs. Oh, the cg prairie, prairie dogs. dogs yeah they come yeah. out all so, over the place that is so fucking weird too <laughs> it's like caddyshack it's like i was watching yeah, caddyshack that's what i was thinking i was like why why like was, did he wink like, at the camera i feel like he winked but <laughs> i can understand very, are they very specific to a region? Because maybe that's why they were like, we right away, we want to make sure you know that we're in this part of the United States. I can get it if it was a one-time thing. You show up <laughs> at the very beginning of the movie to, to establish, oh, yeah, you're in the desert somewhere, wherever groundhogs are, right? Like, it's like this desolate wasteland, and oh, but there's still life. Oh, oh, look how charming and cute it is. Okay, let's go back to the movie. Yeah. But they keep showing them. Yeah. 
that numerous times you see these groundhog things, yeah. right? And and I'm and they're CG too. They're CG. Are they not? They are. They look super fake. Too. They're super gross. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? They do this multiple times in the movie, by the way. Yeah. What um, cute what animal? Cute animal things? Cute yeah. Animals, yeah. Just they animals do. In general, like the yeah. ant sequence. Right. For well, we'll get yeah. to that. So they have no respect for animals in this movie. <laughs> so this very beginning, they want to make sure you think these guys are American soldiers. Yeah. What does them? Playing what game like is chicken? It? What yeah, it's like, like, but it's not even chicken because they're chicken. It's driving a race. Too. drag race. It's drag race. It's drag race. Them doing a drag race with these kids for quite some time. It's a long opening because it's like the full credit sequence oh or like the God. full opening sequence. Yeah. Why? Oh, why? <laughs> yeah, why? I do have an answer. It's to establish the year that this is occurring in. Because right. if you look at the makes of the cars, what the guy's got this like slick backed hair. Yeah, like they're but like. But then uh, I would have even like... been fine with it if they just sped through and like were like, hey guys, and then they sped off. I did not need to watch this entire race. You know, yeah. I didn't need to sh- watch that whole interaction. Yeah. What did it add? Weird. But let's think of the other openings from Indiana Jones. For the opening of the first one, was Raiders? it? Yeah. It was, it's all just like slow jungle thing of him creeping right. up. It's not even him getting to the idol yet. Right. And that's just very typical of movies back then. Opening sequences were just nothing. You're actually supposed to read it. Right. You know, who's who's what? Right. And then the second movie was was a whole dance sequence. The credit was over the dance sequence where the singer is singing Anything Goes. I can't, I can't remember what it was for the third one. And that doesn't establish anything either. Well, I mean, in this movie, you see these American soldiers. They roll up to Area 51. And then it re- is revealed that they're actually like oh, by the evil way, Russians. Before we quite get to that point, there's oh, okay. one. Okay, so one thing. There's so much to say. That, yeah, I know. I know. It's, we're gushing with, <laughs> with uh, opinions, but there's one thing that I noticed right away, which was I didn't mind the cinematography up until that point. Right. There's one thing that really, really bothered me right when it was discovered by the audience that these are Russians, not Americans, which is, I don't know what his position is, a uh, sergeant, general, I don't know what the hell he's supposed to be. He walks out of his car and he confronts the actual Americans who are mm-hmm. guarding Area 51. And then they begin to converse. And then he pretends to kneel down to tie his shoe. And right behind him in a line are a bunch of Russian soldiers all dressed, of course, in American fatigues. And they, they're they're holding guns already. And they just, they spread out and they start to shoot all of the guards. And I'm like, this only works from the van- specific <laughs> vantage point that they chose the camera to be at. If you think about this for even a millisecond, you'll realize the American soldiers themselves, they're all standing like side by side in a right. line. Yeah. They're not seeing any, like they're not seeing any disguise of the situation. Right, right. Like, those guys would never have been able to line up, like, yeah. unknown to everyone else behind the one guy. Yeah. They're like, what you doing? It makes what no sense. What, what, what are those guys doing? <laughs> yeah. Very it's slow about all about Russian precision <laughs> yeah. in terms of how they line up. Now, they could have done it differently, where they could have just had them all come out at the same time. Like, you have the main guy come out, and then he's there's a couple other soldiers, and they're not necessarily already holding their weapons. Right. They kind of that out. would indicate something, like aggression, for yeah, example. Yeah, like, yeah. we're all on the same side. Why are you guys holding your weapons like that? This is a purely diplomatic situation, right? We're just going to talk about, you guys aren't allowed in here. Clearly, there was a mix-up with the military authority or whatever. I would have even been fine but, if they were like, oh, this is the, the general. I'm, I'm here for whatever. And they're like, all right. And they wave them through. And then as soon as they cross, they turn around 
down and like shoot them all. Yeah, or anything like that. that. Like like you open the door of a truck, or you know, you <laughs> yeah. take the canopy off the top of your <laughs> yeah. thing. Any other classic reveal for a bunch of guys Trojan with a gun. Horse. Yeah. Any tro- Trojan horse. Yeah, so exactly. many different any ways they could have done it in a yeah. much more sensical way. And you don't have to use real world rules. Right? Yeah, like it, you can fudge it a bit. Yeah, but uh, the amount because you already had there, the prairie dog. Bit yeah. you already had the drag race. Why didn't they have prairie dogs shoot them? <laughs> oh, Just give them guns. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, would, you're you're getting to the point where it's so small, stupid. Chris. Yeah, yeah, like uh, <laughs> Lucas wanted in on that. He was like. Um, I'm going towards the whole prairie dog actually yeah. takes them down. Maybe ju- maybe they just actually open the back of the truck and a bunch of prairie dogs come out and rush the <laughs> yeah. rush the facility. Right? I think he was working on the Indiana Jones official prairie dog toy at the time. <laughs> These are going to sell like hotcakes. Yeah. <laughs> this one I, I call Jar Jar. Jar Jar Raj Raj. I need to call this one Raj Raj. So, do we know right off the bat that it's Area 51? We don't. We not don't, until, but it not is until the end. Not until, well, not the end, but not until um, they're leaving the, yeah. ba- the base because it uh, does say on the doors Area I don't, 51. I don't think or it actually, matters. No, 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 when they're actually walking into the Do they the drive base. in? Doesn't it say yeah. Area 51? Yeah, you're right. I don't yeah, even yeah, think yeah. it matters because just the fact that they're storing stuff that is clearly, like, extraterrestrial. Oh, yeah, ooh, but yeah. that's why oh, right God. away you're like, okay, there's alien business in there. Yeah, so you know it's like an Area 51 type of place if it isn't Area 51. 51 itself. So, yeah. Um, I think I remember uh, watching this movie and thinking like, oh my, is this going to be aliens? And then sort of hoping, no, 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 this is actually, this Area 51 is just the warehouse where they stored the Ark mm-hmm. of the Covenant. Okay, that that's actually kind of cool, yeah. that idea. And, and then that it, all, been cool. it all falling apart. And that would have sure. been cool. Having seen it the first time, I recollect that part coming to me like, oh, it's a mummy. Because you only see its hand at first. When the, yeah, yeah, yeah. It cuts a mummy. The sarcophagus, whatever yeah, it is, that the been packaging that it's in. And its hand comes out, and I'm like, oh, it's a mummified human or something like that. And there's maybe something she wanted in there that was buried with it. And you know why you're thinking that? You're thinking that because that belongs in the Indiana Jones universe. Him hunting for, like, Egyptian tombs, and that all sort of makes sense. Indiana Jones uh, and aliens is almost like... Like Indiana Jones on the moon, you know, yeah. fighting moon men. Yeah. Like that kind of like level yeah. of pulp I actually would have liked fiction. that better if he was on the moon. <laughs> and it was like that Indiana idealized. Jones in space. Why did it have to be Martians? And, and, I hate and, and Martians. And like the moon base looks like that idealized 1950s style. Yeah. Like yeah, it looks yeah. kind of yeah. like yeah. ridiculous, but like what the painters used to paint back then. Yeah. yeah. Everything's atomic powered. Yeah. There's like a moon car that looks exactly like an Earth car, but it just has like <laughs> slightly bigger wheels or something like that. So they they enter this giant warehouse. Um, Irina, I think is her name. Um, uh, sorry. Spatko? Spatko. I want to mention something else, though, sure. before we, they even enter. Okay. Is how What's-Her-Face is introduced. I don't know what her... Spalko. Kate, Kate Blanchett. Kate, Kate Blanchett. Blanchett. The, Spalko is her name? Spalko is her last yeah. name. Okay. Yeah. So Kate Blanchett is... In, I just want to mention how she's introduced because this also shows the quality of the cinematography of this film. She's introduced by getting out of a car. Mm-hmm. So she opens the car door and it's revealed, oh, she's the villain of the movie. She kind of mm. gets up and I think the car door is still in front of her or something like that. And she talks a bit to now the now released Harrison Ford and whoever his Mac. cohort is. Mac. Right? Yeah. Then they do a really weird cut right after that. So they pull out... And that you see a whole bunch of the Russians, and you see, I think, from the rear of uh, Mac and uh, Harrison Ford. A true over-the-shoulder. It's it's actually even more of a... It's like 
further back than an over the shoulder. Like you can see his whole torso, and you can see the other guy's torso from the rear. And what struck me is what emotion. Well, like what are they trying? What is this? Like what are they trying to show with this shot? Like I can't figure out. So they pulled out. So what am I waiting for here? And then I, I'm still hearing Kate Blanchett's voice. Right? She's still talking. I'm like where the hell is she? And then she enters from like a little bit of on the left side of the screen, and then finally you see her. But That's you didn't right. see her before that. You just heard her voice. Ah. They were trying to do some fancy dancey cinematography things like, ooh, uh, this this seems dynamic. <laughs> let's break the 180 degree rule and let's just like flip the camera all around the characters for no reason, right? right. And let's go behind the character's shoulder. Because like, I was like, okay, she's not intimidating. She's not funny. She's not really explaining anything of any significance other than like this is still part of her introduction, I guess. Yeah. What is What am I supposed to be getting from this shot? And so what I'll say is that is what kicked off for me what my expectations were of the cinematography level of the movie, like right. what they were actually doing. And I think what they were trying to do is make it seem like the originals, but they, the originals were all motivated by conveying a specific thing, whether it be emotion yeah. or a plot point or whatever. Yeah, it's purposeful. Like, it was all purposeful. The, the, yeah. yeah. In this, it's like it doesn't really know what it was supposed to be doing. Yeah. Right? yeah. Like, it was just there because it looked cool. I it guess. also sure. has a very interesting aesthetic that I, I'm not much of a fan of. Almost like everything's green screened. And it's like the background is so blown out. Like, even though it's like just sky, they almost have Soft like... Soft focus? Um, yeah, it's almost like glamour shots. <laughs> yeah, because they wanted to hide hide Harrison Ford's <laughs> yeah. age. That's, you're right, yeah. It, it did have like... Which a lot of movies actually at that time uh, yeah. were doing. Like, there was yeah. the... Uh, there's an air pilot movie. Movie that kind of had that same vibe and you know like 1930s movies are you yeah, talking about oh, no. Oh. Well, no, no, no 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 I mean actually there was like a little bit of time maybe it's 2008 like oh really coming okay. but I feel like there were a few movies that had that same look that almost like a faux 1930s thing right a going faux, on. it's a wonderful life almost but I, kind of a movie yeah it's just it doesn't age well um so anywho so after that so now they enter and um, she's like Harrison Ford you gotta Indiana Jones you gotta find what I'm looking for and he takes some gunpowder because yeah. he says it's very magnetic and he throws it in the air yeah. and then it all yeah. leads them into a certain yeah. direction. Here we go to um, to pushing believability. <laughs> yeah. That, that is pretty strange. Like There's he, nothing else metallic in that room? Well, okay. Okay. Here's, yeah, here's, the, thing, here's the thing that's really weird. <laughs> so, so, yeah, you can believe that there is something sufficiently magnetic that it could pull things toward it even at a great distance. I get that. Sure. But the rules would still, should still somewhat apply to everything, really. Is gunpowder particularly magnetic? And also, we learn later that it's magnetic to things, kinds of metal that aren't even magnetic, like gold and stuff, right? We learn that later. <laughs> like, even gold is right. like, even other metals that aren't even magnetic yeah. metals would yeah. still be drawn towards. So, is it, I guess it's metal in general. I'm pretty sure the room's filled with metal, including on their persons, like even the fillings in their teeth. Well, and then they start. Their, their the... guns start to point at it. Exactly. Yeah. Her hand shakes when she holds that flashlight. Yeah. Oh my god. But like, it, yeah, like it, it is pushing the bounds of believability. Like they could have made a different excuse too. Like, what if he said there's some kind of chemical mixture in the gunpowder that allows it to be drawn to this particular thing? And they don't sure. explain it as magnetism. Yeah. Give us something unique that yeah. we wouldn't right, yeah. automatically think. Yeah, that room's full of full of it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, that would have repaired part of that. Yeah. Um, well, he finds a box, and then he, <laughs> and then he tries to escape, but realizes his dirtbag friend Mac. He's is, a, double, is a traitor. <laughs> double cross. Yeah. And what is, what's the point? He's kind of like, oh, let's just get paid. They should so, have hired someone who is just as old as Harrison Ford to be Mac. Don't you think? Because well, it was actually, like, no, I I believe that they were both kind of. He could have been younger. <laughs> 
Because <laughs> he's not young. That guy's not young yet. Well, no, I, I know. But I think that's what they were trying to get away with, with the idea of like, oh, here's another old guy. And they're right. contemporaries together. But to me, it was even like those two old guys. There's a great difference yeah. in their age. Right, because I felt, yeah, because I, I didn't buy the relation, like the close relationship where it's like Harrison Ford would be trusting this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay, there's two problems. One, I mean, I'm agreeing with you, but there's a problem we're not even discussing. Why do we care about this other guy at all? We literally right. just met him. Right. Yeah. Who the hell is he? Exactly. Right? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's that problem. But the other problem with the age thing, because I agree with you, maybe they thought there was like a visual osmosis kind of thing where they thought it would just rub <laughs> off on him. And this is and, and this coincides with the whole beauty filter thing that, that Leah was talking about, like trying to light Harrison just right so that none the, of his wrinkles show. The wrinkles even though smoother. You can clearly see his skin's like all droopy, like like you can't mask that. And well, I guess they could have got some scotch tape or whatever and just kind of like done a little bit of. This, scooching, is, this is a you know? this is a problem I think with our society. <laughs> with our society. Yeah. It's and our, okay to just age it's the okay way to, you're supposed to. It's okay to age. You don't have to be the same adventurer. It's so much time has passed. We can see it. Well, Indiana Jones could be something different and cool as an mm-hmm. old guy. Was he already dressed like Indiana Jones at that point? Because yes. it was yeah. the thought that he was taken from like a romp that he was on. Yeah. The I same felt thing. like it would match his age a yeah. bit better if they were like, if they, oh, we took him from school. I feel like they did the same thing with Han Solo in like yeah. the latest Star Wars thing. Like he's, he's still doing the same thing. Yeah. He's just smuggling yeah. the same old... Same old haunt. It would Some be people the, don't change. Yeah, it would be the same thing as if our parents dressed exactly the same as they dressed 30 years prior. Yeah, and yeah. we're like hanging out at pool halls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Inappropriate. Yeah, inappropriate. It, it's just, yeah, it is. Sad. Weird. I half expected. Some people do that, though. I half expected. Yeah, at a him, rave. Because I, I didn't realize how uncreative the movie was about this. I actually thought, upon watching it again, that he'd be wearing, like, a cardigan or, like, some suspenders or something. And then, then they, right. that'd get lost somewhere along the way. And then he would look right. like his old self, even though that wasn't the intention. Right, right. See, yeah. I, oh, like, that would be more fun. Make it more, more organic. Like, like, it's intentional in terms of the creation Regardless of, of how he, how hard he tries, he still looks like Indiana. Yeah, he yeah. ends up looking like him, even though initially he didn't look like his, uh, yeah. his old self. Yeah, start him, start him almost like, like Sean Connery, you yeah. know? Yes. Like being like his dad, like wearing his dad's hat, and then through the course of whatever, he ends yeah. up having to put back his old Indiana Jones hat but, to, to yeah. do this romp. But that's actually a good segue to what I wanted to talk about, why they chose to make him like his old self versus they already had a good um, – his father already had a role in the previous film. And it would have been very interesting had they had him kind of swoop in and out of that kind of fatherly role that Sean Connery had fi- had filled pre- in the previous film, right? And then have Shia kind of intermittently enter Jones's previous role. Right, yeah. So they're kind of graduating to different roles throughout the course of the movie. It could have yeah. been interesting, right? And it could, and it didn't need to be one flowing one way. It could have been in and out. There's certain points where young Indiana Jones, I don't know what Shia's name is, isn't it? Do you guys remember? In this movie, his yeah. name's Mutt. Mutt. Awful name. Anyway, <laughs> I thought it was Mud. Mud. It's Mud. Oh, I thought it was Mud. Mud. Mud's actually a better name. Mud's Mud would awful. be a better name. Um, Shia LaBeouf is acting his face off in this movie. He's, he's trying, really he's trying real hard. putting a lot of effort into yes, this. Well, and you think about it, like, yeah, he, this is probably a big deal for him. Yeah. Well, yeah. oh, yeah, so, yeah. At this time, because this is what, 2003? This is 2008, actually. Two, oh, 2008, sorry. 2008. Yeah. But so I mean, in terms of like leading roles days. or like close to. You know, mm-hmm. a primary role, and it's Harrison Ford. Like, yeah. I, I'm sure his his thought was, "Oh, I am going to fill these shoes." Yeah. And who knows if this movie did very, very well or whatever? Maybe there was going to be a series. Well, yeah, to it? continue the adventure for sure. Do you think that Shia was the right choice? Like, he may have been the right choice for this role, right. but for a role that we're imagining, 
his son would fill. Like as I'd a, as a Shia would have been the right. <clears throat> I'd have to revisit like who the main players were at that time to see who I would pick. Oh, in terms of casting, know. who yeah. were the next uh, or like kid even who to... was around? Yeah, even who was around kind of at that time in that age group. Like I, so you don't I can't think, recall right now. You don't think the star power of Harrison alone would be enough to drive people to the theater? Oh, like, for they sure. They could have made it a relatively unknown actor. Yeah, I don't think. Um, yeah, I don't have. think anyone else could have needed to be in there. Yeah. I, don't I don't think Shia would have been the person to be like, "Hey, come see this movie." Yeah, at that time, he probably wasn't like the draw. People are not going. I'm going to go see the next Shia LaBeouf movie. Yeah. yeah. No, not at that time. So, so I'm think, trying good. to think of the excuses they had to even have him in that position, other than they thought that he would be good at filling that role. And to his credit, I think he was good at what they had written. Mm-hmm. Right. There's only and so he, much. He worked it. Things like yep. this. It's like again, it's like so much that it's it's just yeah. written. That's how what yeah. the script is, and that's what's going on in this movie. So, and good do... luck to the actors. And yeah, I mean, I think that's yeah, that's how it always is. But it, but yeah, it is like exactly. as an actor, what you're supposed to bring to it and supposed to elevate it yeah it was very it was strange yeah i just i have the movie's strange yeah I have so a... <laughs> so anyways they escape and then he finds himself in a test zone i just want to bring up before we get there um just how boxes just explode <laughs> in oh, yeah, they're area not 51 they're, they're not, not filled with anything but yeah. it's like they drive through a box and it explodes oh. Or I feel like yeah. he punches things and they just explode. <laughs> There's actually another thing it's like I want to mention. Game. It's like a video game. There's a, something I want to mention, just in brief, but something that will come up again, mm. which is I think the motivations of the villains in this are very strange. I can never tell when they want his help and when they want to kill him. <laughs> yeah. They can't decide which it is. Yeah. Well, at first do I was like... Do we want to kill him or do we want his help? Well, this is what Make I didn't understand. I felt like the only reason they wanted his help was to find the thing. Yeah. Or to even know how to find the thing in this place. And then once he shows that everything's magnetic, they could have killed him already. The and bull- just been like, we got trick? it from here. We right. got it from here. I and can, they do the same th- thing. I can throw gunpowder around. Exactly. Yeah. And, and then boxes. stuff. Just throw stuff because we're running out of gunpowder. <laughs> or at very least, yeah. like shackle him or tie him up or something. They must not be fully aware of Indiana Jones. They just read about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were He's probably an old just man. Like, you know, he was there. How Actually, maybe they underestimated him so much because they just looked at like the dossier where they were like who was at this place where they took in the alien and of all these names they're like indiana jones he's probably okay we could probably handle this guy sounds like an idiot (laughs) there's actually even like just getting out of this one scene there's one pivotal thing that happens that summed up the everything wrong with this movie to me it's like the russians sort of surround indiana jones he has this moment for this defiant comeback line and his defiant comeback line is, I like Ike. <laughs> I like what? Ike. Right? And it was like a real moment. And the the whole thing is, I had to I look this up. Ike Eisenhower or something? Yeah, exactly. At the oh. time, back then, he was like the one running for president who would be the worst for the Russians. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the most against communism. But it's such a, a joke that... Who I don't know who would, would get that. Be like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and even Indiana Jones, if you go back to that time, yeah. like him to say that, that's your comeback? <laughs> that's your comeback? He's lost it a little. And one of the Russians, supposed to, the Russians are supposed to be like, oh. Or imagine they're just like, who's <laughs> how, how dare you? <laughs> little, little does he know, but none of them speak English. And none of them have any clue what he's saying anyway. Yeah, I know. It, it, it went to like the, the bad writing and bad humor. I guess that that took place in this movie that really hurt it. I think hurt this movie a lot. Um, but just that the the fact that it was made this movie was made for an audience who would get that joke. That demographic is very very small. <laughs> like 
you're thinking of a Venn diagram and it's like people who are fans of Indiana Jones and then people who are truly like know that reference yeah. in that moment yeah. and for it to signify that yeah. much. Yeah. Like, yes, for them to have Eisen- been like, yeah, it would have been like, ooh, <laughs> Indy. <laughs> That'll teach those Russians. Uh. Anywho. Okay. okay, so he finds himself in a in a test test site, nuclear yeah. test site. Mm-hmm. Why? I don't know. And so, is it Russians who are driving out of that town as well? And he's like, "Wait, I want." Yes, because they were chasing him, and then they're like, <laughs> "Oh, now you're gonna leave me?" You know, because they realized right. that oh, we're in a in a nuclear test. But zone. He, they did leave. he drive so they, to the site? How did he get there? That's he, what he, I. He ran there. He ran there. He ran okay, there. so they're implying. Oh, did he drive there? No, no, no. He did run there. So he, so he, he swung the, the Ebola whip all the way there. So, Air, so how long was he running? Yeah, because like the time dilation is a little bit weird. There. All the prairie dogs are like that way. There's a town that way. Because he runs at Area 51, which is clearly not in the blast radius of this bomb that they're going to be setting up. Right? You would hope not. Yeah. So it's almost like he just ran around a corner somewhere, and now he's in a test site, like a bomb test site. You know that it's a bomb test site just from looking at it, right? Yeah. You're just like, and they're but they're not signs, really going to set actually, off a bomb. There are actually even signs when they first approach in the very of like, beginning. Don't, that don't are go like, in. He hid behind a, a little sand dune that made them, <laughs> made them, sent them the wrong way, I guess. Yeah. And then from that point, he walked for four days <laughs> to yeah. get to that. And who's <laughs> conducting this test? Americans. Americans probably. Yeah. Yeah. Where are they? I don't know. There's cameras set up. Yeah, and they don't see people running around, and they're like, oh, that's strange. Oh, well, beep. <laughs> We're going to test this anyway. I don't know how it worked back then. Maybe back then there was no live feed. It was like, we'll go to the to the oh, rubble and then right. see what, what we recorded. Right. Yeah. Anyhow, bottom line of this scene, he gets into a refrigerator and barely survives. Right. That's another, that may be the very first time where you know that they're not even trying. Like, they're they're <laughs> fully jumping the shark at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, if he hid in a fr- refrigerator, there are certain movements that you can make visually to make it seem like it's in the realm of possibility he could survive. Let's say the bomb goes off and the, the refrigerator gets like tipped over and like slides through the door or something like that. It keeps sliding, I don't know, a little They're while. Gets even. covered in debris. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then he like crawls out of it. But then of course he'd, you know, he'd be radiated after that because he'd still be close to ground zero. Yeah. So mm, we got to get him further th- away than that. Okay, so let's have him fly miles through the air <laughs> in a refrigerator and land. Not even a scratch on. Oh, he's and a little bit time, dizzy. The whole time yeah. he's like really trying to hold <laughs> the door shut. Yeah. He's probably like, what's going on out there? So to show the stupidity of it, the Russians that are driving away, they all die presumably because you see their, their Jeep get yeah. like, crushed under the weight of the blast or something. Yeah. And you're just like, well, they're really far away. He was at grounds fucking zero at this point, and he survived by flying through the air in this refrigerator. Like, uh, it's got a good locking mechanism on it, I guess, right? So yeah. he's not flying out of the thing as it's flying through the air. Yeah. You know, because, like, it's fl- it, it gets, n- like, the concussion blast that hits all these houses and stuff would be super powerful. So if that didn't kill him, just him getting hurtled through the air m- what seems like miles and miles, and then landing... Even if it's sand, it would be like hitting concrete. You know? that, that could have been more of an effort, though, like making him land in like a soft sand dune or some something like that. That would have been putting some kind of effort <laughs> into believe into believability. Yeah. It, you it, know, hard hit. Hard it hit, hit hard. Even if, if this was Wiley e. Coyote and Roadrunner scenario, it's even hard to believe that one of those cartoon characters could survive something like this. Like this, yeah. you're going beyond the realms of cartoonish. Yeah. stupid. Yeah, so it could have made it better. He would have died in the refrigerator, and then his son 
finds <laughs> has to identify his body. Yeah. It has to be like, what was he doing? What would have been what would have been better is this. <laughs> Dies in shame. I, I have a, a laughing stock. I have a solution. He goes underground. He opens the refrigerator expecting like, okay, this is a dumb idea, but this is the best thing I can think of. But there's a hollowed out hole uh, thing in the yeah. bottom. Yeah. That's actually the chic secret shaft that the military uses to, you know, there there you go. like like Disneyland. You just fixed it. Thank yeah. you. There you go. Thank All you. Right. Good job, Chris, fixing it. Because you're right. I do. Although I remember, you know, even watching this movie the first time, being like, "That's the dumbest part." That's all you t- took away as the movie. Like, oh my god, he got in a refrigerator yeah. during a nuclear blast. What a stupid yeah. movie! But I did like that concept, you know, of him finding a town and realizing because it did really set the stage of like, "Oh, we're in this era." Um, mm-hmm. You know, we're not in the 30s anymore. Or the 40s. We're we're here in this era. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was just too silly. Let's continue on to when he meets his boy. So, um, Mutt Williams oh. comes to him and shows him a letter. We well, got to back up even oh, like this. this. You like his intro? Oh, his, oh my God. Okay, so I wrote something for this. Because it's, it's a Marlon Brando kind of reference, right? It is, but it doesn't play well. Because most people won't get the reference. Just like Ike. <laughs> just like Ike, Oh, yeah. so they're just, it's a movie of just like... It's for a particular audience, a dead one. <laughs> but, so Sh- Shiloh LaBeouf's entrance is pretty cringe. He, he's supposed to look like a cool dude on a motorcycle, I think, but he looks like one of the village people instead. He looks What's like one of the, the village, village people. people. Do you just mean in terms of his uh, the quality of his costuming? Yeah, he looks like he's dressed like one of the village people, like he's in the band. Did it bother you that he just took his motorcycle right on the train platform and was like just driving yeah. over people and pushing that people around? Because he's a re- he's a rebel. If they're establishing that he is a badass, well, first of all, he don't care. Yeah, first of all, <laughs> right, it right. makes sense contextually if they're trying to make him look like he's a badass of some kind, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that he's going to do that. But of course, I don't think they show anyone on the platform that's like cares about it. Like, no. look at that weirdo. No. What is he doing? You know, no, like they're all just looking kind for of... somebody on a moving train. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Everybody like, gets out of his way. No one cares. And they're all just walking by. And so that's why, to me, it didn't jump out as anything, right? It's yeah. just a guy <laughs> rolling no, up in a market. Because it was affecting like... no one. <laughs> it happens all the time. Ah, oh, God, these guys. <laughs> maybe like maybe it has. Maybe this with... is like day four of him doing this because he was looking, kept looking for what's oh, his yeah, face. Yeah. He didn't know exactly. Hey, old guy, old guy. What's your name? <laughs> what would have been. <laughs> This franchise used to have, especially for villains, like fancy ways to introduce the villain visually, where they'll show up and you'll see just a bit of them, yeah, a little bit, and then eventually, little by little, more of them will be exposed till you see them full on, like the front of their face, right? Yeah. So they could have done the same thing here, like them showing um, the train, and then he's coming directly towards the camera. Yeah. Right? He's coming directly towards us. There's nothing imposing or intimidating or cool about that. The shot is not interesting <laughs> mm-hmm. at all. It's a boring shot. It may be good for a st- uh, pushing the plot forward, storytelling, pure storytelling. Okay, his son is looking for someone. And here, here is also a shot where we can simultaneously make him look for someone, but also introduce him visually so we know what he looks like. But yeah. what it would have been cooler is if you want to make him seem like he's a cool dude, take a... Take a uh, page from Term- the Terminator movies, you know, where he's he's on the Harley and he rolls up on that. Well, okay, th- this is not the order of things, but he rolls up on the Harley, Harley, and you see like his foot first, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. kick the cook kicks down down, and sure, then he gets sure. off, yeah. and then the camera pulls up and it's like below him, right? Yeah, so make him look more imposing. Well, they yeah. could have done that. Well, I'm very yeah, interested right? in how they wanted to portray Shia because I feel like they wanted to make him as if he thought he was cool. 
but he's really not, he's cool, not cool at cool? all. Oh, I see. You know, because, like, you can tell, like, when he's, you know, he, even when they're finally on their adventure or whatever, and he's trying to be really cool, like, brushing his hair. Mm, he's yeah, not. Yeah. He's clearly out constant, of his element. It's a constant theme of him trying to Trying cool to be cool. Yeah. Right. But, 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 not, the, but it's not quite getting the, there. Yeah. yeah, like, the, the thing, though, is it's because the movie takes place in an era that none of us lived like, I don't know what people acted like that back then. So I'm thinking this is normal. Like, right. Yeah. Everyone dresses yeah. weird just, and just, weird. Just based already. on other people's reaction in yeah. the movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah so, and, and the other thing, too, is when he does that, it's in the middle ground gray area of, is he cool or is he acting like he's cool? I can't tell what the difference is. I think he's not supposed, yeah, I don't I know. Do- you don't think he's supposed to be cool? Yeah, I thought he was supposed so. to be cool. I think he's supposed to be cool. He's not cool oh, to okay. me. He's not cool. <laughs> He's not cool to me. What a question. <laughs> but like, I feel like it's meant to, he's trying to be cool. But contextually yeah. in the yeah. world, like even yeah. it, like like you mentioned, how other people are interfacing with these characters, right? You don't get the sense that people are like, ah, these guys are such losers. Like yeah. people like, who dress like this guy are such losers. You don't really get that sense. It's kind of like they're putting up with them. But they don't care one way or the other. Right. Like, I think you're supposed to be on his side, though. Like he's, it's the cool bad boy rebel kind of thing like when there's the interaction between him like who's a, a greaser and like the the socias you know in the in the malt shop yeah. you're oh, supposed right. to think those jocks are the jerks and he's the right. cool one even the, though he's the one stealing their yes, orders exactly <laughs> you're still way. supposed to and feel that the way girlfriend, the girlfriend at the table is just like in, totally in the background because it's like it's happening but you see her face kind of like is he doing this yeah. right now like what's going taking on? his taking his beer taking the, his drink the setup of that is all wrong because you don't know that there is two oppositional groups till the very end the thing is to know that you need to know something about the history right yeah. oh there were these you know like there's these greaser guys and then there's the other guys where these preppy, like the varsity, preppy kind of yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and the other guys yeah. were like they always had like grease in their hair and they're you know they got yeah. they got like leather on and they drive motorcycles or whatever yeah. and these two groups hate each other they don't illustrate that in the movie, except to the point where he actually uses that as yeah. a way to get out of a bad situation. Yeah. It's a historical shorthand that, again, just like I like Ike, these are things that the filmmakers depended on. But for me, like I only know it because of like The Outsiders and knowing that kind of or movie like and play or the grease. Yeah. But otherwise, yeah, I wouldn't have known it either. Everyone knows about the history of Batman at this point, to some level. Right? Sure, yeah, yeah. You know, like his parents died and, uh, you know, he became a bat person, <laughs> basically. <laughs> when so you say it like you that. Don't, yeah, you don't, <laughs> he is not cool either. It sounds not cool. Yeah. So there is some leeway that the storyteller of those movies has when it comes to fleshing it out too much. Yeah. Because you already go in knowing a lot about it. Right. I'm saying you can't do that in this situation because this is an era that a lot of young people especially have no idea about. Mm. They don't know that people acted like that. They don't get the dynamic of the situation. Yeah. To them, it's just people, all they're all dressing weird. Um, <laughs> so the better setup was would, would have been if Shyla enters and then he has immediate trouble with the other opposing group. Yeah. Like, they're like, yeah. oh, look at this stupid greaser. And then he's like, you know, does one of these things with yeah. his... Because you know. he, he kind of, yeah, he comes in that scene, he comes off as being like the obnoxious one because you're like yeah. well what are you do- well, even, of course, even to steal this guy's thing yeah Harrison Ford says it he's like oh, all right man you got you don't have to keep showing me how tough you are <laughs> right yeah because and then it is weird because he doesn't know that he's his dad yeah. so why would he feel the need to do that I guess he just does it all the time I think that that's what I took from it is right. that he is he's just like this jerk be. kid who does this all the time and so they realize so that scene they realize they're being followed Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, because he has this letter from Harold Oxley, yeah, who was his professor. He is from the other movies, right? But like, was he's um, from, Shia's? He's, 
Was Shia's professor? Wait. He was Shia, Shia's like surrogate dad, right. I guess. Because his real yeah. dad wasn't around. Yeah, yeah. He's um, this Huxley fella. He's played by a famous actor. What's his name? Uh, yes, I like him a lot. Uh, uh, William? No, not William. Names. He was. He's an alien. He's the one who gets the yeah, yeah, yeah. blown out of his chest. Yeah. Uh, you know who I'm... Everyone knows who we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. The problem is, so they just introduced Shyla's character. John Hurt. John Hurt. John Hurt. John Hurt. And now Shyla, who we barely know anything about because he just showed up, is now introducing another character that we don't even see. Right. We don't know the relationship between him and anyone else except for he's he's the protege of this guy or something like and that. And he's like his mother well, is kidnapped. But but that is the the only reason that Indiana takes the letter and agrees to sit in a coffee shop to talk to him is yeah. because of that name. Yeah. And it's someone that he knows. There should have been some other indicator of the relationship between Harrison Ford's character and uh, John Hurt's character. Even that, if that's the name of a character from one of the previous films, I've long forgotten that. Did he I don't have a picture with him is. at that time, though? I think he was. Wasn't there a picture of them? On the desk when with he's like... Shia. Well, no, 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 with Shia and, and Oxley. And Oxley? Doesn't he show him a picture? Oh, by the I way, that's remember. a really cringy part where, they go, where he goes to his house and it's been ransacked or whatever it is, right? Shia's there. Harrison Ford goes to his desk. And then on his desk are the two characters from the previous film. Like, his dad's there. And he looks exactly like he looked in the previous oh, movie. And his best yes, friend. and his best friend. Right. Yeah. And they're like they're just both yeah. there, planted in like n- like in a really unobscure kind of way. Like they're just yeah. front facing, and they're almost like in the way of like if any had anything to do on the desk, he wouldn't even really be able to do it. Yeah. Because there's big, there's big pictures of these people on his desk. That's when I, he was getting fired. He was getting fired at that point. Because of his Area Fifty One stint, think that he's associated with Soviets. Yeah, and they were they were or a communist. exactly. They think his friend is and he was communist. getting fired, and he's like, "All oh, the stuff. This is a terrible, a terrible year. My dad died. Camera to his dad. <laughs> My friend has gone missing. Camera to his friend. You know, really, it really was a bad. And year I have a son. They should have had a, a frame with like a, a, a question mark. And I think I have a son, but I don't know what he looks like. <laughs> oh, but, boy. I, but getting back to the John Hurt thing, though. So they just. So my problem is they just introduced Shyla. So yeah. we're trying to figure out what what he is to this story. Yeah. And now he's introducing another character. We don't even see him, and we don't understand what the the importance of this character is to Harrison Ford. And you're right. That's the impetus for Harrison Ford to actually get interested to in, get off the train. Yeah. And so so we don't we don't know who this guy is. We don't really know what he does other than the vague descriptions yeah. that go along. No, with I him. mean regardless, it's sort of like okay, it must be important. He's important. He's a but name I do think that made him get off the train. I do I think that it. they should have, even if it was cheesy, supplied a photo or something like mm. here he you know like here's his transcript or whatever it is. Like here's the that last thing I got. Third picture. <laughs> third <laughs> picture frame. The last thing I got from him. Yeah. Oh, and this is how I knew that you were related because I found that. Oh, I found this picture of you and him together. So I together. know what you it's look like, like. Yeah. That would have, I think, cemented in the audience's minds. Oh, okay. This is an important character to Harrison Ford. It's sufficient motivation for him to want to journey to save him or to figure out what where, where he was on in his yep. you know, adventure, like what he was trying to discover. Mm-hmm. That would have been enough. But they just mentioned it in conversation. I'm just like, I barely know who Shyla is at this point. And yeah. he's introducing this new character. I don't even give a shit about this new See, character. See, by this time, I'm just like, all right, I guess I'll just take whatever you feed me. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm okay. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. This guy's yeah. important. Sure. So this is where we find, uh, we see the map for the first time because they fly to Cusco, Peru. Yeah, well, they, they solved the puzzle. Oh, right. It was, uh, it was uh, the Nazca Lines. <laughs> Very intricately. And that was in the letter. That was in the letter. So Indiana Jones is the only one who'd be able to crack this code. Of 
course. To know where to go. And so they fly there. They go to his jail cell. Yep. Whole bunch of weird Wonderfully stuff. carved. <laughs> Wonderfully carved. And this whole floor yeah, was carved. Yeah, yeah. And this is where they talk about a legend. Yeah. I mean, stuff like this. This is kind of Indiana Jones. This is sort of the stuff that you want to see, the sleuthing part of it. Yeah. Yes. The slowly unraveling bits of history, finding different things. So that part, although to the set design, I think to me, I was like... He carved really deep. These must be really soft <laughs> yeah. rocks. Really yeah. soft. But, or but he's been he's there, in there for a many, long many time. years. <laughs> many that was, that was yeah. like the fifth time he's gone. Yeah. But otherwise, I, I liked that part of that part of it. And even, again, this is another moment where I was like, Shia is really acting his face off because he was crying. He's like, oh, my God, what, what did they do to you? You really lost your mind. He's like sad, right. you know, for this father figure. Right. Um, so poor Shia. It he's in the wrong movie. It, it doesn't. <laughs> I get that the character's emotional about it, but I'm trying to figure why the hell I should care. Yeah, yeah. Because he's nothing to me. Yeah. We haven't been introduced to this character. We haven't seen a photo of him. We we don't really understand the relationship, relationship between him and Harrison Ford's character, right? To be honest, I was a little confused at this point because I was like, where are they again? What are they doing? Who's jail cells? Is, yeah, is yeah. this part of the legend? Yeah. <laughs> you do get So I don't know if I was that. like maybe like half paying attention, but I... I was yeah. confused at this point for sure. And yeah. I was like, who is this again? How is this going to help them? Yeah. And so anyways, they f- or they read into these drawings. They and figure stuff, something out. And they're like, this is where the crystal skull is. They figure and something out. And so they out. go and they realize that whoever had taken it, put it back. Yeah. And that's why they have it now. Well, they, yeah. Well, they, they had to do more sleuthing again to, mm-hmm. to get there. They had to fight the, the parkour natives. <laughs> right. Remember the parkour natives? <laughs> they were scary. They were busting out of like blocks. They and were stuff. scary. Yeah, and they, they were would, jumping like, flip, and flipping, flip and they had blow darts. And, and Harrison Ford <gasps> anti blue dart. Anti blue. Into the blow dart yeah. guy. I'm not sure that would even. Is that like, is the dart, work? Is the dart prickly on he both would just, sides? No, it would just swallow be the whole thing. <laughs> It'd be I think he swallowed the whole thing. <laughs> but I mean, that is a consistent thing with Indiana Jones. They do not care about indigenous I, people. <laughs> they really, yeah, this is true. Indigenous folks get the wrong end of the stick in I these movies. I feel like Shia came out like real lucky. See, unlike the previous movies where Indiana was always a certain portion competent, certain portion incompetent in almost every situation. As much as he would succeed, he'd fail a little bit at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. in this, it's like now they've introduced Shy and he's the incompetent one. Right. Mm-hmm. So now now Harrison Ford has to pick up like take up the all slack. the slack. Yeah, so now yeah. he has to be super competent. He, this is an old man. <laughs> he's fighting young native people in their own territory. Who know parkour. Who know parkour and they have blow darts and, and he just like is disappearing and reappearing and like he's like yeah, he's inverting the blow dart and like it's just Yeah, like, when he pops up like <laughs> Yeah. In front of him because yeah. he's just about to like shoot at Shia. I was like, where'd he come from? He would have noticed you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's just too <laughs> very silly. Yeah, it's just I kind of get the sense that the movie in general is trying to make Harrison Ford seem even more competent than his younger self was, just to make up for the difference of the fact that he's an old man at this point. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I get the sense that the movie is yeah. constantly trying to do that. The fact that his light old man punches can throw people so far yeah. right like that's right. all believability that's tough for believability because how old is he supposed to be at this point i don't know well he's 40 in the what? previous movies he roughly. is 40 okay he's roughly like he's literally like he's 40. supposed to be 40? he's literally 40 in those movies like i think he's and that's in the his 30s mid- he's in his mid-30s at the beginning and then he's in his 40s like he's in his 40s in the last crusade okay and that's what the 1930s still yeah, and so 50, 1957 is when they pick up here, right? Oh, okay. So it it's will have been 25 70? years or something like that. 
So that makes been, him, that makes him sixty five. Almost seventy. Yeah, like <laughs> a sev- uh, sixty to you know, seventy year old. Like if, you know, if he kept up with his exercise and good diet, sure, I, it's possible. Yeah, Harrison Ford it's is possible. not pull, He's barely pulling good, off a sixty seven year <laughs> seventy year old guy. Good genes. Good genes. Good genes. Okay, so they fly. Um, oh, sorry, oh, but before so, we get oh, out of this scene. <laughs> As well, I'm going to point out the really bad yep. jokes because I think the the bad <laughs> jokes also they do a lot to kill this movie. Right. They do like this knife gag. Is this where Shia's got his knife? Yeah, where he Indiana Jones, an adventurer, did not bring a knife. What an idiot! What an idiot! He's like, oh, it's, it's you have a knife, yeah. and then Shia LaBeouf, he's like, oh, use this. I was like, I'm useful, yeah. and then he cuts it, and then there's some kind of weird non-joke where he finds an old knife. And he's like, gonna keep it? Oh, yeah. He's, did you read that stupid joke? Yeah, and he's like, oh, it was just, I was good knife. He, he, he took the knife to find another knife, and then he kept the old knife, the old rusted knife or whatever, because he's like, I don't want to have to borrow your knife again or some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't read that as a joke at all. I just thought it was like unnecessary Matter storytelling. Fact. It's totally unnecessary storytelling. Yeah. The part that, that's, structured in, that's structured into this movie is at this scene, there's a, a part where he's like, hey, hold this. And he gives Shia like an old skeleton body. It's so light and like almost like a but, yeah, yeah, cardboard, and, and, cardboard thing. Yeah, and Shia's, I guess he's supposed to be gross grossed out or scared of it, which I don't think he pulls off that well. Yeah. They actually use this as like a callback joke near uh, near the end yeah. where Shia pulls up like a dead body and he's like, now you hold this. Like I anyone was supposed to remember <laughs> this joke from so long. I've... It's like the bucket. <laughs> it's like the bucket from Aliens. <laughs> Oh it's funny goodness. you're saying this stuff. I don't remember either of those two situations you. happening. Well, I, I can't retain retain that at all. Well, exactly. I remember the first part. I remember the first part, but the second part. <laughs> Do you remember the all second right. part? Right. The confusion on, on Indiana's face. Like, <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, way back, like, at, <laughs> before we got through all, it, all of this. You're still hung up on that dead body I made you hold. <laughs> He's like, it was really gross and really traumatizing. <laughs> so like they find the crystal skull, and then, again, they get thwarted by Mac and the Soviets. And this is where you find his mom. Do they all fly together to this jungle? Because they get captured. They get captured. Is this not the same or jungle? Is the same jungle? Maybe it's the same jungle. I think it's the same jungle. How do they get Though captured Though it says again? all of them fly to a new ca- oh new camp in the jungle. Yeah, okay. Previous to them being captured or post? Yeah. No, this is post because uh, they, they get captured. They're... How do they get captured again, though? I don't remember that. They don't show how they got there, but Mac and the Soviets are pointing weapons at them. Oh, that's right. In yeah. that section. I remember, yeah. And so they end up going to this camp where Shia's mom is captured. Yeah. So Harrison Ford, is this the part where he's in the chair? Yeah, and Oxley is there, and the Oxley's crazy there, Oxley. there, but he's gone nuts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of just by the fire, hanging out. Yeah. And you don't see Shia. You don't really see where they brought him. No. Which is funny. <laughs> they could have just killed him. <laughs> so anyways, this is where we reveal that apparently the skull has this power. Yeah. The s- well, mind it's actually, weapon. It's worse than that because just to nail home that this is indeed the skull of a real alien, they literally have the corpse of an alien there. Oh, they brought it. That They have, yeah. It's like behind right, a bit of a screen right, or something. Right, right. And like, because Harrison's like, this is a bunch of bullshit. You guys are idiots. This thing is like clearly not what you think it is, right? And they're like, yeah. oh, yeah? <laughs> and they show him the corpse of a fucking alien that it came out of. And Is that where the crystal skull came out of? Is, was that so... the significance of having the alien from Area 51? Yes, that's the body. They had to get the well, body of the they alien. they opened up the chest. Yeah. And what did they take from it? They took the whole thing. They took the whole alien right. body. And this was the alien body that Harrison Ford was an elite group of right. specialists who came in to examine when it first crashed on Earth. And he's like, there's no historical evidence of aliens. I don't know why. Yeah, th- th- that's true, though. They do, I guess, make 
uh, Indiana Jones to seem like a, a non-believer. Mm-hmm. But it's it's still too gray for me. I thought they should have leaned into it heavier into the fact that he was like a non-believer in it. Yeah. It's even weirder than that, though, because even though he is a non-believer, he becomes a believer so fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, you got a body? Oh, I guess I believe it now. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, so the crystal skull thing that you... Because remember, in, the, in a couple scenes previous, he said no human tools in existence could have made this. Yeah. Literally admitting to himself in real time, in spoken word, to the audience, that this is an alien object. He's admitting it. If not to himself, I don't know who. Like, did he not hear his own words? It, and, and so now he still doesn't believe that it's an alien thing. And then he see, finally sees the body and he's like, well, I guess I got to believe now. There's the body, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, of course, it gets even weirder, which is what you were just about to talk about, which is it has this mind thingy that it does. Yep, to be used as a mind weapon. For it to work, you have to look into the eye sockets where there are no actual eyes. So he's hypnotized. So he's hypnotized by this thing. And um, does that give him the insight to give Oxley a piece of paper? Yes, I think so. (laughs) This alien, like, he's trying something. (laughs) And then What's-Her-Face is like, of course, why didn't I think that? (laughs) You know, I think she says so something to that effect. She, she was. She was very much like, of course. Like, what I, of course. Of course. I, why didn't we think of giving him paper at any point? <laughs> Shia starts a fire? I think it might be Shia. Shia, because he wants to, like, save Oxley. Because he's, like, so bent out of shape that yeah. Oxley's gone nuts. Yeah. And so he starts a fire, and then they all run into the woods. Into? Quicksand. Quicksand, yeah. Mm-hmm. And start sinking. Oh, boy, this gag. This is a gag from, this like, an Abbott and Costello movie. And I didn't even remember this scene in the movie the first time. Yeah. And I was like, this is what they did? They threw him a snake. Yeah. So I have an idea of how it could work. Well, first of all, that snake should have just ripped right in half. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so... <laughs> well, maybe not. Maybe not. No, I do think it would have ripped in half. There's no way a, the integrity of a snake is going to hold together throughout that. It would get cut <laughs> and in, it would get pulled in half. And how did he find a snake? It's a, it's a, it's a, what kind of gag is this? Yeah. But do we a, know that Indi- in Indiana is, like, scared of snakes? Yeah, yeah they lean into that's, that. That's I don't want to touch it. No, I don't want to touch it. That's part of the gag, obviously. That's the gag. He's using the one thing that's his kryptonite, basically, to save him. But I actually think that there's a way they could have done it that would have kind of worked, which is Shiloh throws him something. He doesn't know what it is. He just finds something that's like a rope. He throws it. He doesn't even identify it himself. Right, and right. then Harrison grabs onto it, and he's, like, starting to pull. And then that's when Harrison's like, wait, what? what is this thing? And then Shiloh just doesn't even care. He's just like, Sh- shut up. Like, like, just hold on. You know, I'm, I'm pulling out. Right. It was <laughs> and, quite and a long like, bit, too. I don't think this bit can be saved. It you can just be, cut it out. Yeah, I think this is a terrible... The only bit that was, was funny when they were just like, hey, Oxley, go get... <laughs> go get help. And it gets the bad guys. <laughs> Yeah. Why, why did they, they even need him? that anyway? Why would they and ask would him they... to get help? Where That's the, hell the they crazy think he's gonna guy. Go? I don't know. There's no one else there. They would... really just ran for like a minute away yeah. from that <laughs> camp. Yeah. And they send a crazy guy and away? By the way, I should also include that the fire that Shyla lit to get in the way of the baddies, they're in a tent. People can walk around tents. Yeah. That's an yeah. invention, right? Yeah. So this bought them, like, at best a couple of seconds. The point they get caught in quicksand, it would have been over already. They yeah. would have been caught up to. Yeah, really. Yeah, it, that didn't even matter because they were quickly recaptured. They were quickly recaptured. <laughs> quickly it was recaptured. really a useless um, useless escape. Yeah. yeah. Killing time. And they wait for, <laughs> for the next day. The next day. <laughs> for that quicksand gig. Um, oh, my God. They're trying to reach the, the temple of Actor, which I guess Oxley was talking about. Is this where the, the long... 
the long jungle chase happens. Oh, where where he yeah. where Shia gets to show off his fencing skills, and where monkeys teach him how to swing on vines. Well, Greaser let's, monkeys. Let's, let's. They look at each other because they have the same haircut. Is and, that why? Yeah, and you're supposed to, I guess, realize this monkey seeing Shia with hair like that has agreed to tell all of his monkey friends he's friend. that he's, he's a friend, friend and we're going to help him fight Russians. So first of all, the whole sequence is pretty messy. I think we would all agree because there's a lot of people getting like pulled from one vehicle to another vehicle. How so, they avoid so the, trees? Yeah. I have no if, idea. If you think about it, that's the most dangerous sequence in the entire film. They're flying through this jungle and there's stuff literally everywhere. You know Shia I mean? is, at one point is like on two cars. He's on two cars. Yeah. And he's getting nailed in the in the nuts by all these like right. branches and trees and shit right. like that. And uh, I didn't find it particularly funny. I, I was just like, uh, just yeah. just get this sequence over with at this point. But, yeah, I, I was. You lost me at the quicksand. Yeah, you lost oh, me at the quicksand. And is snake. It, is before like leading into this jungle sequence, it's because they're all tied in the back of a truck. And then this is where oh. this is where he finds out that yeah. uh, he's his son. Oh, yeah, right, right. I There's some acting going on here. There's, There's some, some acting. acting. Not good acting. I have good. something to say as well about, like, how dumb the villains are. They're incredibly dumb throughout this movie. That's but why the, they want the mind stuff. <laughs> the thing is... <laughs> it will make us smarter. <laughs> Jones, Jones and gang keep escaping. Yeah. The Russians know this. So you would think that they would be upping the anti on the way that they like if they if they do still need their help the, they would be tied up and they would be under like like a lot of surveillance yeah so the, whatever they're pretending to be feuding or they really are feuding i'm not really quite sure what's going on like was it their plan i think they really are feuding and then yeah. they decide to take turns kicking the guy in the face yeah they're and like good point we good should point we should get aggressive out of it. with this guy there was something in this sequence though that really confused me was because yeah. there's a moment where it's like he's tied up and he needs a knife and Shia LaBeouf pulls his knife out of his boot yeah. and he's like okay and he throws it and it lands on his shoulder <laughs> and then he sort of like lets it fall behind him yeah so he can get it and then you hear a tear noise yeah. like and then they look at each other like some kind of real embarrassment. And I was like, did he rip his pants? Like, what happened? Yeah. Maybe and then it turned I... into nothing. It turned into nothing. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that is right. That's right, because yeah. I remember catching that. something? And I was yeah. like, There was oh. no payoffs. There's it. no payoff to that. No. <laughs> and at first I was like, oh, did that, like, rip his ropes, right? Was that, like, a miracle shot? And it tore his ropes? Yeah. His ropes were but, cloth. Ish. Yeah. And so this is where it ends with them going into the water. We, But we should talk a little bit more about Monkeys? two things. Monkeys? First, <laughs> was it alluded to that he knows how to fence Shia LaBeouf? Yes, at the very oh, beginning of the movie. See, these are all things I don't remember. See, I, I remember because <laughs> the callback things, like those, they're important. They were enough to put in twice. Right. So this is like at the beginning, they're talking about, he was talking about how he didn't go to school and like his mom forced him into all of these things, but he just wants to fix motorcycles. What's wrong with that? He's like, my mom made me join all these fencing competitions. That's the only time that it gets gets mentioned. Actually, I didn't understand what the hell he was talking because I thought, maybe I thought fencing was like putting fence posts in the ground or something. Because you're thinking back in the day. I'm just thinking like, (laughs) what is the relevance? Like, why would he be talking about fencing? Like, contextually, it's just a weird, bizarre, like, random thing. That's for the callback. That's why I remember it because it was so uh, specific that I'm like, he's talking about fencing. It must show up some for something. <laughs> but see, I feel like I make notes like that and then I forget uh, by the time they call back to it, I've forgotten. Because sometimes they don't it. call back to it at all because this right. movie is poorly structured. But, um, so that's not as yeah. bad as I thought. But it, what is bad, though, yeah. is the swinging part. Oh, the monkeys taught him the to monkeys. swing. <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> 
<laughs> it, it like this guy's? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It isn't even that. It isn't even that. It's not that monkeys taught him something. Or that he's in cahoots with monkeys that's like befriend him in like milliseconds. It's that he can physically do it. It would have been so much slipping and (laughs) slipping off to his death. Yeah, Yeah. without slipping off to his death. Here's the thing that would have been funny if it's implied that he learned how to swing, but it's never shown. That could have kind of worked, right? I knew these swinging lessons would pay off. Yeah. Yeah. My mom put me in all these fencing and monkey training lessons. Yeah. I didn't want to do it. I just yeah. wanted to fix motorcycles. Yeah. But now, what did you say, kid? Like, fencing and what? <laughs> this yeah. is the second worst part of this movie. <laughs> the first being being the, the refrigerator. Yeah. The fact that Shia Wolf could catch up to a bunch of moving trucks driving so fast by these swinging techniques that he learned from a monkey friend. All okay, right, so so this crazy scene ends with Marion driving right into the waterfalls. Oh, yep. before that? Yep. Sorry. No, it's okay. The ants. Part. Oh, <laughs> the because ants. the skulls. This used. happened before. So this is bo- so the ants happens before this chase scene. Yes, that's right. No, wait, wait does it? It's it's does du- it? it's it's during Harrison gets thrown off or whatever, and he's fisticuffing the the other main Russian dude, right? Right. And their ants are rushing them because remember this is at, okay. This is so convoluted, but anyway, so they they jump out of the forest, they smash the ant colonies like area, whatever. I don't even are they termite termites or ants? They're huge they were ants. Very big ants that whatever. knew how to form like transformers. Like yeah, yeah. they wanted they to reach. I mean, I think ants do do that. <laughs> Lee, some ants do do that. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I've seen them carry each other sometimes, <laughs> but that high? Yeah, they could form into I anything. Like, I guess so. Yeah. They could form into working guns if they wanted to. <laughs> yeah, if left to their own devices, eventually yeah, they, they would have formed yeah, into guns. So exactly. it's a good thing they, they were dealt with before that. Yeah. But and they eat you. There's this fast. one. There's this one part where Very fast. they're. So it's. Uh, John Hurt's character ha- still has a hold of the skull, but he's useless otherwise. And he trips. There's three of them. There's the Russian guy, there's Harrison Ford's character, and then there's uh, John Hurt's character. And they're they're on the ground and being rushed by these ants. Yeah. Yep. And so they're fighting each other. And it seems to me that Harrison doesn't seem to care that much about the ants at that point. No. He's just like trying to defend himself against the Russian. Mm-hmm. But crazy John Hurt realizes somehow that this alien skull can stop It's probably because the skull told him. <laughs> it's just like why not he's smarter now why not buy they, that they made real weird rules for the skull it's not alluded it's shown that the skull can communicate with a person mm-hmm. albeit through making them crazy yeah right? by filling their brain with knowledge or some shit but now it can even affect ants with yeah. their simple i guess nervous systems that like pseudo brains or whatever ants have yeah I'll give it this. It's not too much of a leap because it's already shown that the skull can do sure. stuff. It has magical powers. So Oxley was telling the skull, save me and my friend. Just me and my friend. Yeah. You can kill that Russian guy. Is that what happened? What would have been, what no. been better okay. is this? Okay. <laughs> what would have been better is this? Because it I mean, he did put it in a very it isn't specific so, location. It isn't so much that he did that. It's that he knew to do that. Why did, It's not alluded to the audience at all that he knows the mysteries of this skull. Right. right. What we do know is he's crazy. Yeah. And he knows something. Beyond that something he knows, he's crazy everywhere else, right? Yeah. So he, he becomes sane at this moment, and he knows the skull can do this to these ants. So that's a problem that I have. So if he, like, let's say if the skull's slippery or whatever, or he gets, like, elbowed in the back of the head by, like, the Russian as he's, like, reeling back to, like, s- to slam his fist into uh, Harrison's face, right? Yeah. And he knocks uh, the skull out of 
John Hurt's hands and mm-hmm. it bounces and then it goes happens to go in front of the ants and then it happens to stop the ants. It's funny. Right, in right. my head, that that's makes what sense. happened. In my head that that's what happened, but yeah. it didn't. Yeah. He purposely put it down. Yeah. How can I do this to ants? Yeah. Why would the ants be afraid of it? That's a problem in and of itself. It's a bigger problem that he somehow knew that the skull could part the ants. Yeah. So making it an axe happy accident, I think, makes more sense. Yeah, that would have helped. Yeah, I was definitely confused because I thought it had something to do with, like, the magnetic stuff of it. But I was like, they're ants. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not magnetic. It's reverse magnetism. Anyway. Pushing the ants away. (laughs) So, yeah, sorry, getting on to the really crazy thing. Anyway. (laughs) So now... um, the three drops. The three drops. Yeah. And so uh, she takes... But this is previous to the three drops. Three yeah. drops are actual waterfalls. Yes. Yeah. So there's a drop before the three drops. Oh, I thought actually. the drop... Oh, right. That's yeah. right. <laughs> right. And so she drives uh, the vehicle into the water. Is Mac with them at this point? He is. Yeah. He I is. think so. He was a double, double agent. How oh, they the don't way. lose this skull after three waterfall drops... I don't know. By the way, this is... So the Mac character, we have to talk about this before we forget. So he double... He pretends to supposedly double-cross Harrison Ford because he's part of the CIA or whatever. Right. And all he has to do to convince Harrison Ford that he is part of the CIA is, dude, I'm part of the CIA or something like that. And it's Harrison Ford beating his face in, right? Because he thinks he's an actual bad guy. Didn't you get it when I was saying that weird shit to you in the tent? Just like... Berlin or whatever yeah, he was saying. That was code for, I'm on your side. Remember, we were double agents. Yeah. yeah. But this is relevant because of what happens later. When he is a double agent? And then he's he's like a double, double, he double agent or something? He just wants to steal stuff. He's at just, the end, he is a double, double, double agent. At the end of it, agent. he just yeah. wants to steal gold and stuff. But, but That's the all problem he isn't do, right? even... Maybe he lied the last time too then? <laughs> yeah. Like he, he yeah. just keeps lying and people are so gullible, they all believe him. Right? Yeah. It is a very silly... Uh, defining characteristic of your character. Oh, I like to double agent all the time. <laughs> Is there all anything the else that your character does? <laughs> yeah, you're right. No, but I don't know anything He's... else. He just double agents. All I say are lies. Just lies. <laughs> pretty flat otherwise. There's and not I really like to leave blinking red lights everywhere. Whenever a gun is pointed at someone, I will automatically also point my gun at that person. <laughs> I like winners. I switch I teams. I am going to switch yeah. teams all the time. Yeah, so they make these three drops. And then how did they get to the tomb? It so, just crashes. The last drop, they're just like on this beach shore. and the, yeah. everything is destroyed. They're washed ashore. They're just alive magic, right. magically. And the Soviets are not climbing. But I don't know how the Soviets are getting on, down. Because they're using ropes, no? Were they originally just going to scale down the wall? But then they <laughs> saw these guys and they were like... Clearly them accidentally going down all these waterfalls would be quite... Okay, despite the fact that it would definitely kill you. But yeah, how the Russians show up actually pretty quickly after them. Yeah. Despite the fact that they walked the entire way. Yeah. Right? That is weird. And is this when the genocide happens? Oh, yeah. I wrote Holy down... moly. When I saw, like, the, the indigenous natives, I was like, oh, you couldn't resist, could you? <laughs> yeah. That's how I felt. The first movies, that you know, they, they deal with that a lot, and that's kind of like a, a signature almost to this kind of genre. The the yeah, white the about, white yeah. hero coming into, like, these savage lands, and everyone that you deal with, they are savage, you know, tribesmen and stuff that you're fighting. So this really, is... all they're doing is protecting their <laughs> land, because you just can't it, help yourself. Yeah. I just felt like timing-wise in the movie, it was like, ah, yeah, couldn't resist. You almost got out of this movie without really doing it, except for the parkour guys. And now, like, you you had to show, like, these just uh, all dead. savages. Just all dead. And then they get massacred by the Russians. Yeah. Anywho, so it. they get to the tomb. <laughs> they get to the tomb and they find... Thir- so, sorry, this last tomb, they find the 13 crystal skulls, but one is missing a skull. Mm-hmm. And so it's Spalco at this point. 
that takes the skull away from Oxley and puts it back. And then right, because they get the drop on them again. Okay, the, so the, the Russians right. get the drop on. Yeah, them. Right. so this is this, and is that's a... because Max leaving trackers. Yeah. Oh, was he? Yeah, yeah, the yeah, little red blinking trackers. I missed that. Found. Yeah. I missed that. And then Spalco ends up having this um, shares this gaze with the skeleton or the, the so, skull, and it's just like, yes, give me all the all the knowledge. All the knowledge. Whoa, whoa, wait, too much, too much, too much. Yeah, but, but there's, it blows up. So, what purpose do the skeletons serve? Because the skeletons seem to all be completely intact. Like these skeletons are sitting in seats. As though they're kind of alive or something. Like I don't, it's kind of implied that they're still alive. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think that even though they're skeletons. Yeah, they're getting so, ready to take off, but they can't leave because the one skull's missing. Exactly, missing his head. <laughs> I think but that, then that even why? though they're dead, but not dead. Yeah, they're not dead. So they they hint at this stuff with the story of like, oh, there, there's this story of like these thirteen beings that came down and gave this this people like all of these advancements, teaching them how to you know, aqueducts and building pyramids and all of this sort of crazy stuff. And I guess like that's what the realization of like, oh, it's it's true. It's like there there are these thirteen beings that yeah. are right here with their skeletons that are made of like this weird material that can attract anything, gold and all this sort of crazy stuff, all these weird properties. That they don't really explain. She showed up to do what they were going to do anyway. Right, right. Yeah, because then why else would they be going there? Was um, John Hurt's character, he hit it because he realized, oh, I should just put everything back? Yeah, he put the skull back with the dead bodies, Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. I yeah. don't know. When in the past <clears throat> has he put something back in a tomb because he thought it would be safer in the tomb? Yeah. Good question. Because yeah. like, it's a tomb. Like that, just, that's, someone else is going to come and take it. That's the that's, pr- that's another problem with this movie. It, like in the first movie, it's almost like Harrison Ford has a respect for the artifacts and a knowledge about them that it's like you can't you, you can't harness it, you can't control it as a weapon. These Nazis and stuff are doing the wrong thing. He's the only one that understands that you have to not to look at it. Like it's going to kill kill everybody. Yeah. In this movie, he doesn't. It's almost like he, he doesn't have that. He doesn't have that advanced knowledge that puts him above everybody else that's able to like give him the upper hand on, right. on these last-minute kind of situations. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, th- I was kind of confused too. I was kind of like, is this a good thing? <laughs> is she going to get some great knowledge? But it <laughs> Fantastic. Just, it's just confusing all around. I don't know what the motivations of each of the characters are. Like, I get maybe her motivation's the clearest at this point because she wants the knowledge. But my problem is like, they seem like they were going to put the skull back too, and if they put the skull back, it would have been the same fucking. Yeah, they would. Well, they no, would have melted. They, no, because like they might have put it back, but then not necessarily wanted. Maybe like it's, run out maybe immediately. It, well, maybe basically. it's no. Like maybe it's an intent. <laughs> well, maybe it's an intent kind of thing. Because like if you're thinking about the skull already, like even in the beginning when Harrison Ford is like having this connection with it, and it only worked with him. And Oxley, because she yeah. was she was saying how like I keep staring at it, it's not doing anything for me. <laughs> so it's like, does this does, does the skull know? Like I don't know if I want to share this with you, but yeah. I'll share it with this guy. You yeah. know, it's like I don't know how any of this works. I know it's too it's too ambiguous and too magical. But anyway, so they put it back. She blows up, and then they're trying to get out of there because this spaceship is taking. And off. this spaceship starts sucking people into it. Like, are those guys just those uh, are soldiers going, going into space? Maybe maybe they get to be chosen as being like. Tell me about Earth. Oh, well, you know, Russians are the best. <laughs> and it's like, okay, we buy it. When everything gets sucked up into a void, the entire uh, place is destroyed. And yeah, I don't the, even the understand Amazon why that, Yeah, and I don't floods. even understand why that happens. And is it just because the, the aliens are like, you know what, maybe we shouldn't stay here. These guys are really weird. Like, I don't know. You guys went through so much to give us the skull back. I don't know. And they just uh, it was, thought, yeah. now we're done. It's too, it's just too, it was like showing too much. I thought. It was just weird. You know? So there's one part where Mac is 
clearly overly greedy. Yep. The setup is so fucking clear. You know he's going to die. He knows he's going to die. It's really dumb. He's like, so, so greedy, he knows he's going to die. Yeah. He's yeah. like, I'm so I'm sorry, Dr. Jones or whatever. I can't come with you. I'm too greedy yeah. to even live. Yeah. And I know that it's going to cost me my life. And he's literally like 20 foot away, less than that. <laughs> and that's yeah. the difference between him dying. Okay, by the way, and so Harrison Ford like throws him his whip or whatever. And he grabs onto it and holds it. And he's like, his call back and he throws him a snake. <laughs> this is, but this is, but there's a cyclone of wind, right? And I'm yeah. like, what's protecting Harrison Ford? He's Nothing. just standing on the stairs. Yeah. Why isn't he getting sucked up? He's very heavy. What's the difference? Very heavy. There's like a 20 foot difference between them, him and the other guy. Yeah. So anywho, we just go back. He becomes associate dean. Associate dean, yeah, sure. And then gets married. And he gets married all in soft focus, even softer focus soft than the rest of the movie. They upped this, the focus level. And see, this high. is where I was, you know, I don't know if they were hinting, oh, maybe there will be more movies, but like, you know, his hat, they were, yeah, his hat sure. like rolls towards yeah. Shia, picks it up, but then doesn't Indiana Jones have He takes it at back? the last second. Yeah. Like, nope, not yet. I'm Indiana Jones. Which I, you know, that part I would accept as like, oh, this movie is like that, is like cheesy like that, you know? Right. Yeah. That was that. That's it. It was very interesting. Paul was very mad at me for watching through that. Really? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, we just, just I watched this, this once in <laughs> exactly. my life already. Exactly. Um Lou's I think gonna... I can I think I can fix this movie. <laughs> I guess <laughs> This one is hard. It's not will fix. We can fix it. I this one's. I, I, think I think I can, can do it. it. I'm gonna fire Harrison Ford. <laughs> no, no, no. So I, uh, I, I also for this movie, I'm not, I'm not gonna rewrite it because rewriting like these kinds of stories. What makes it interesting is when you actually do the research and you're hinting at stuff that actually does exist and these adventure puzzles like that stuff i don't have that's the i'm not good one. at uh, that's not, yeah, but, yeah. You know I mean? yeah for sure. but so i'm gonna sort of keep with sort of the beats of like this movie in terms of those kinds of puzzles but i think it can be fixed just with like motivation and almost like not showing as much so i'm gonna start with the the teaser it can still be a, a race even though i was like a race between these two things are really stupid but i was gonna start it with a race between these soldiers who you don't realize yet are russians and mutt Let's already establish that this guy's like a, ba- a a badass guy who like is trouble and like wants to like disrupt. So let's start with that, and then whatever the race, unknown biker. We don't know who this guy is, and it ends with um, uh, the Russians, you know, losing the race. They have to turn off. They end up at Area Fifty One. You realize that it's the Russians, and then they uh, kill the guards, reveal the Russians, and that's that's it. We don't get into the whole Indiana Jones and gunpowder and all of that so stuff. So you just end with them killing the officers. Yeah, and that's just the the, the, the reveal. Open. That's the cold open. That's the moment where you reveal that these like, Russians, oh, they broke into Area 51, all right? right? Act one, we are going over like Indiana's old adventures. I don't know if it's whether like in picture form or whatever, but it's like about the Ark and the stones and like sort of like hint, maybe it's like weird hidden kind of photographs and stuff of some weird adventurer that's been part of like these kinds of adventures. And then you reveal that it's like an old Indiana Jones and he's teaching his class and he's teaching about these things that, that he's gone through. And what I sort of wanted to establish was like the kids in his class are like these jock social social kind of kids and they don't believe it. They're like, yeah, this, you know, this is stupid or like I don't believe that a guy would have been – would Able have done do done stuff. those things or, or found these um, artifacts or even the idea of like finding artifacts or just that there being a general lack of respect for archaeology and that sort of stuff. And then Indiana starts to 
get into it with one of them. Almost like he wants to <laughs> set this guy straight, but he gets so inter- he's still spunky. Still spunky, but he's an old guy now. Mm-hmm. He's like dressed more like his father, as 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 opposed to Indiana Jones. So it's sort of like setting up that Indiana Jones is kind of down a couple of pegs. Like he sort of has no respect. So he gets interrupted by the dean. The dean brings him in. They have like a conversation where Indiana can sort of lament like people today losing interest. The fact that there are all of like these, these, these falsehoods and fake, fake things. There's lack of funding and sort of like the things that he cared about, et cetera. And then the dean uh, has like this, uh, this letter, this letter from uh, Professor, uh, Professor Lee. Indiana Jones is suddenly uh, interested because, like, this is an old colleague of of mine that's been missing for years. So he's very excited about this letter. And it again, it's sort of that same puzzle of like the Nazca lines, and Indiana Jones is the only one able to figure it out to be like, oh, I've got it. I've got to get to Peru. I've got to go help my friend. And so Indy is Indiana Jones is off. And at this time, you see that that biker from the beginning teaser is like watching watching him uh-huh. and sort of follow follows him. So on the way to uh, the train or the airport or whatever it is that Indiana Jones is trying to start his adventure, these Russians um, interrupt him again, and they, they want that letter. They want to figure out where he's going. And then um, Indiana Jones gets into a fight with these Russians, and he's not as spry. He almost loses this fight, but this is when this biker guy, Mutt, he comes in and he helps, and he helps him win this fight. Uh, you realize that uh, Mutt sort of relays that he's the one that delivered the letter to this school, his partner, who was this Professor Lee, insisted that he get, get this letter to you. Mutt has been like his contact here in the U.S. And he's like, he thought it was a mistake. He thinks, you know, I don't know why I need this old man, <laughs> old man to help. But he did it at his partner's insistence. Um, and he's like, obviously, you can't be trusted with it. He almost like lost it in right. a fight to some Russians. So there's this conflict between these these, these two young and old uh, kind of people. But this is cool because Mutt seems uh, more competent and yeah. like a stronger individual. He's a competent. He's got some experience adventuring, I guess, in in some in some capacity. He's part of the story already. And it's like Indiana Jones has just entered the story. Mm-hmm. So he's like, okay, so Indiana Jones does, he's able to figure out that it's like in Peru, like through this code or whatever. So much like, okay, well, I guess you're good that you figured that out. So let's, let's go. So he, they start off. You also reveal that there is another mysterious figure that's been following them to this point. Start Act 2, they get to Peru, sort of the same thing, like him finding the skull, uh, using the clues. I really want to establish the idea like that once Indiana realizes that it's about like this crystal skull, that he is a real disbeliever in this thing, a real skeptic about like aliens, like him like thinking it's like a joke, and, and Mutt is not. Mutt is like, you know, I've been working on this for a long time with Professor Lee through whatever, right? Uh, Mutt explains that the, the Russians are after it because they want to use it as a weapon. And once they, once they get the skull on their way out, they do end up getting captured by the Russians. And you could even have, um, Kate Blanchett's character still be the main antagonist. So that's still fine. They take t- to their camp. And this is where they discover that they have the captured Professor Lee and the Professor Lee, Lee being, uh, Wan Lee, who is the real name of Short Round. So Short Round at this point is now a grown-up adventurer on his own, and he's been going after this thing. Um, I guess uh, Short Round is mad that Indiana and Mutt allowed themselves to get captured. <laughs> Short Round is mad that they let it fall into Russian hands. Uh, and then the Russians uh, start to use the skull as, uh, as a mind weapon on them. 
So this is the, so they know how it works. They sort of know like the basics of how it works. So they're starting to use it against them. They would just want to try it out and see if it works. Crazy. And it's kind of working. So Indiana is an unbeliever, but he is uh, he is realizing, whoa, this thing is working. It's actually doing something. So he's slightly starting to come around. And in the end, before things get too out of hand, they get rescued by this mysterious figure that has also been following them the entire time to realize that that mysterious figure is Marion, uh, uh. Mutt's mom. Using um, that element of surprise, they're able to get away. And uh, I guess also in this escape, they do the reveal that it's like, oh, Mutt is your son. I did not ever tell you about him because I don't want him being like you, <laughs> being an adventurer. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> I didural. <laughs> it's a terrible kind of a, a life, <clears throat> but he's sort of uh, uh, doing it anyway. Uh, they flee from the Russians. So during this flee from the Russians in this sequence, three things are sort of happening. One, Indiana Jones is sort of like talking down to Short Round and that about his adventuring, like how it's not. He sort of is categorizing him with almost like the kids in his class, like you're right. believing the wrong things. You're not doing the proper kind of work. Uh, the second thing that's sort of happening is Marion is, is uh, uh, getting across that she was protecting her son from this adventuring life and didn't want to tell her about him. And then the third thing that's sort of happening is a short round and, and Mutt are sort of at odds about like who is the better adventurer <laughs> and almost like who is the better son for Indiana Jones competing for his attention in that way. So whatever happens in this sort of fight ends up with the resolution of through the realization that the series of events that got them here was like they've been adventuring all along, like that realization, hey, we've been doing it all along. And it leads to A, Indy sort of gains respect for Short Round, like, okay, maybe these things are real and they sort of do work. And he's like, okay, I agree to follow your plan of returning this skull to the temple that it belongs to. And then B, Marion uh, realizing that she has to let her son be who he wants to be. And if he wants to follow in his father's footsteps, that's fine. And see uh, that short round and realize that they are a good team that are working together. <laughs> so those three things sort of happening like in this sequence. So we, that takes us to act three, where they do get to the, uh, the temple with the Russians in pursuit. They return it and it opens. I don't want it to be so, uh, so clear that it's like this skull belongs in this place, on this, pedestal. In this thing of this temple. We have to return it where we and like to untouch it. And it's supposed to be about um, it will give you knowledge, but it's only for whatever, for like the your intentions have to be good or something like that. So by replacing it, that's the key. It's like the little bit of translation that Indiana Jones knows, but nobody else, you know, the Russians wouldn't know the fact that it can't come from a place of like, you know, your uh, your intentions being like you don't bad. you want it to weaponize, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So with that, it's sort of like that same kind of thing where the Russians do get the drop on them and then they want to use the weapon. They want to open it up for the knowledge that it says that it promises. But because Indiana Jones knows oh, these Russians, they're not really interested about knowledge, they're interested about power. Something bad is back bad is going to happen, and then just in that it it could melt them all like the first movie, or it's some destroy the entire temple like how the movie is. But um, anyway, it just ends in that sense with the entire temple and everything being destroyed and buried. Not so directly. No UFO. Right. <laughs> Nobody's no, no, returning. No to space. alien. No alien bones. And then uh, in the end, short round and, and Mutt they get to. 
they're the best men at Indiana <laughs> <laughs> They Yeah, they should. That, that is how it is. But they sort of they get to claim this uh, discovery and bring it to the museum. Oh, and it's cool. almost like they get the credit, not like an Indiana Jones credit. It's their credit. And then it sort of brings back Indiana Jones's faith in like the unknown and, and wonder and like the idea of like searching things. So his faith is sort of restored in that sense that there is like unexplained and there's wonder and that stuff is worth finding and investigating and, and, and doing stuff. It's like he didn't he, he has no real proof that this was about aliens, but it was about something, you know, and he is um, on board, I guess, for for more kind of adventures and that them being worth it. Does it end with him in his class again? And because this discovery was short round and mutt, it's more recent. So all the kids are like, whoa, you knew about that. You know, these guys. Maybe that, that could I, be it. I wasn't really clear okay. on the ending. I could it could still be an ending with like a silly wedding kind of thing with, with <laughs> right. mutt in, in short round as <laughs> right. as best as best best, best man <laughs> fighting over his hat. <laughs> it oh, could be, be something like that. Yeah. I like that. It's a good way to weave this movie in with the previous movies mm-hmm. to reintroduce Short Round as a grown-up. Like, because I guess in this, he'd be 25 years older or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So actually what they could have done is they could have made Shia LaBeouf's character even older. Mm-hmm. So they're actually comparable ages. Yeah. Right. Harrison Ford hooked up with What's-Her-Face, Mary. With Mary. Mary. Marianne in the first film. And some years had passed between then. So technically she could have just gone her own way and she's pregnant. She had the kid. And then Short Round is in the second movie. And I don't know how old he is. He's like 10 or something. Yeah. I don't know how old he is. He's like probably not even 10. So they could be still in the same relative age group as adults, which means that they could actually be in competition with one another initially. And then it can almost be like uh, Sherlock Holmes and Watson dynamic later, where Mm -hmm. they actually take the reins from Dr. Jones. And then they... So he becomes the new Dr. Jones. Mm -hmm. And then Short Round becomes kind of his partner. Yeah. Right? So it could have an interesting, different dynamic. It would actually be two people instead mm-hmm. of one. Yeah, it opens up a new franchise. Possibly. They wouldn't call him Short Round, though. They call him something different. I mean, I would, he'd graduate to some other name. Yeah, I think that's why. Like, it's like that's kind of like a gag. Like he's Professor Lee, but when Indiana Jones he sees him, it's like short. Shorty. And he's like, he's like God, that's not my, not yeah. my name anymore. Doctor. <laughs> I'm a it's professor. Dr. Lee now. I'm a professor. And it's like, ah, you're always short round to me. <laughs> yeah. Get the bring the car around. Like, yeah, see that, that's, that's, that's better great, dialogue than great... exists in this movie. Like you just saying <laughs> that off the cuff is actually better character interaction and dialogue than exists in this movie. That serves uh, so many great dynamics between characters. That would have been Definitely a great fixed way to, <laughs> Yeah, that Thanks. would have been a great way to weave it a little bit more firmly in the universe. And to uh, still have some ambiguity there. The ambiguity, I think, is is, nice. is key with this the whole alien premise that they went with with this movie because, you know, it's it's it's, it's a whole terrible. Part of mystery. Yeah, but if yeah. you keep more mystery in it, you can you can do it. Yeah. It's the same thing. I think the idea of like the Ark of the Covenant with the first movie and the second one was like a mythology that I'm not even familiar with. Right with that stuff. You don't have to believe in Christianity and like with the chalice or any of that stuff to to think that it's, you know, that it's a be all end all, that it means that there really is Jesus and all that stuff. It's just enough of the wonder. You could spin it even differently than you did because you kept it more ambiguous than yours, right? You could actually take it further, which is you could imply that it is an alien skull because it can't be explained. But that ends, ends up not being an alien skull, being manufactured by some past civilization that's dead and the technology of that past is gone yeah but they arrive in the city and they find the apparatus that is used and this is this is kind of i'm telling you what maybe i would do which is they find the actual i guess apparatus they use to manufacture the skull right yeah 
So it actually is man-made, but it's using an ancient piece of technology that's been lost to time. Yeah. This entire time we, we thought, oh, th- this is going to be aliens, but it never ends up being aliens. Right. Yeah. It ends That'd up being cool. people that yeah. made it. That'd be, and that could also play on that same dynamic of like Indiana Jones, sort of like almost a man of science in the sense yeah. of like you could see, see, this yeah. is this is whatever, and like yeah. if you've got like that short round and mutt character being like, yeah, but the aliens taught them this technology yeah. to make this machine. Well, actually, and it does. It's not important. You could have had mutt and short round near the very end of the movie. You managed to convince Doctor Jones that it is alien tech. Right. Because he just can't explain it. And they keep on seeing all this weird stuff happen and he just yeah. can't explain it. And then finally they convince him. But when they discover that it indeed is the creation of humans at the end, he's like trumpets up and he's like, see, <laughs> I knew it. Yeah. And then they, they're trying to call him on like, no, you believed us. Yeah. You, you believed us this entire yeah. time, you know. And yeah. so that would be a cool dyma- yeah. dynamic. It's almost like, you know, science is Dr. Jones's religion. Mm-hmm. In a way, right? So it's yeah. almost like he needs to find a practical explanation as to yeah. why this thing exists. And in this scenario, actually, his religion of a sort is shaken. Yeah. yeah, And it would definitely play on that same dynamic of which I think is appropriate that's missing in this movie of like things being age appropriate. So like Indiana Jones would almost be like that dad figure who needs to like know more than his kids while his yeah. kids are also trying to say – no, you don't. Like, I do, I do. We know more, you know? Yeah. That's great. I think we fixed it. Thanks. <laughs> Did it. Good job, guys. Call us. George Christa. Lucas, give us a call. <laughs> hey, Salute did pretty great with that fix, wouldn't you say? Do you have fixes of your own? Let us know by tweeting us at, at SolaceAnimation with the hashtag Indiana's Old. Tune in next time when we discuss AI, artificial intelligence. It was interesting, long, and not great. But hey, we can fix it. See ya.